0: Too long. It's been two weeks. It's been too long. I don't know your prerogative. I don't even know my fucking own prerogative, but we're back. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm actually recording from my office today, not from the studio because my assistant's out of town and I didn't have a guest. And I was like, I'm just gonna see how it goes to record from the office, see if it's pleasurable for me see if I like it it's better than recording from home because at home I just don't feel like in a work mode and it's helpful for like work-life balance to split the two however that being said I am so excited to be back we have such a fun episode today it's all about hot takes all the hot takes all my takes opinions on things that you guys wanted me to talk about now I'm going to preface this by saying that I know nothing like I am not a genius I do not claim to be a genius i just have opinions and you have ears as you guys know if you follow me on tiktok so we're really just gonna like get into everything today from pop culture to food to more and i'm i actually couldn't be more excited i feel like i needed something fun everything has felt really stressful lately and i'm sure you guys feel the same way just with everything going on in the world on top of things going on in your personal life it can just be a lot and i just want today to be fun and entertaining and not at all heavy I wanted to start the episode off by saying that I'm thinking of every single person who has been a victim of any of the recent shootings that have occurred in this country. And if you're listening to this, if you follow me on Instagram, there's a highlight of resources that I posted. Please donate, donate, donate to GoFundMes to every town. Put your money where your mouth is. Vote. We need to vote. That is really, like, I know we're all feeling helpless right now, but that is one of the most important and integral ways that we can use our voice. And if you need some time to just like reflect and take a step back and a deep breath, like you're allowed to do that. You, you can set boundaries and there are some resources on how to just handle your mental health in a really stressful time on my Instagram highlighted under resources as well. So I'm just, I'm thinking of all of you. I love all of you and We really need to use our vote and our voice for for better because this is, there are just so few words for the fact that this is still happening at such a consistent rate and happening at all. It's entirely fucked up and I am not alone when I say that it absolutely needs to end. So I think that the last time that we all talked, I was going to UT graduation in Austin, Yes, because I went there first, and I came home, and then last week there was no episode because I was at Cornell graduation. So it's been a series of graduations, and I just have to say, the University of Texas, they just know how to do it. It was such a wonderfully well-done weekend. Like, all the ceremonies that we went to, everything. It just felt so prideful and well-executed. It was really nice to hang out in Austin. You guys know I fucking love it there. I got to see Allie, my best friend, for a day, which was amazing cuz i haven't seen her in much too long. It was like a well-needed break. Like i really just enjoyed being away from like everything for a few days and it was really hot, but i went on a run. I went on a lot of walks. I just enjoyed the outdoors. Austin has such a special energy to me. I just don't know how to place it. I don't know what it is, but as it turns out, i used to say i think Austin is like all the good things about LA in one place. I actually am returning to LA, and I remember telling you guys, I don't think I'm going to return to LA anytime soon. It just, like, was a lot. Like, I don't know if I have a reason to return. I have a reason to return. So I'm going to VidCon. Isn't that nuts? Because I remember always hearing and thinking about that as, like, a YouTube thing, and I was talking to some friends today, and I think it switched over from being, like, a YouTube thing to, like, a TikTok thing, like, a more sexually TikTok thing. I'm... I'm excited. I think it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be a really great opportunity to learn. Carly might be coming with me, which would be great because I hate going places by myself. I know some people are like solo traveler vibes. It's not my vibe at all. I don't like to travel by myself. I just think like I am such an introverted person that when I do travel by myself, I end up like absolutely becoming, I don't know, I like sink into myself. Like I need to hold myself accountable to socialize. And the one thing that helps me to do that is when I'm around people in general, like when I'm already being forced to socialize. So that'll be great. I think it's gonna be really fun. I am gonna be there at the end of June and before that I'm going to Disney and before that we have Gov Ball, and after that we have the Tonys. So it's kind of like bang 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 everything's happening all at once but the Tonys like I'm excited for LA. I'm excited for Disney. I am really really excited for Gov Ball. but like guys the Tonys. If you don't know this I'm about to tell you. In 2018 I went to the Tony's with a student ticket and I snuck onto the red carpet and they kicked me off because I just like was not supposed to be there and I remember my mom telling me like one day you're going to get to walk the red carpet because you were invited and we always used to think that I was going to be invited because I was studying theater and maybe I was going to do something with Broadway but no no now I get to go as like a guest creator like with CBS and Instagram which is just fucking nuts and here's the thing I was telling someone this the other day but Emmanuel Ocho was the commencement speaker at UT graduation and he said he doesn't set goals because goals put a cap on your potential. And I was thinking about how many unfulfilled goals that I have because they ended up not being goals I truly wanted to pursue. Like for example, I had, you know, huge goals to be a Broadway producer, be a Broadway playwright, get invited to the Tonys because I have a Tony Award nominated show and all this stuff. And like those goals went unfulfilled so I could fulfill goals I didn't even know existed yet so basically all I'm trying to say is that sometimes you think you know what your goals and dreams are but they're actually something entirely fucking different that you don't even know exists yet and Emmanuel Ocho also said at the UT commencement address he said your calling is going to call you and you just have to pick up and that's exactly how I feel because I always thought that these other things were my path and they just simply weren't. And those goals went unfulfilled, but that's not a bad thing because they put a cap on my potential. So I'm really excited. I'm like incredibly emotional about the whole thing. I'm really nervous to figure out like what I'm wearing and it's a process. You know what? Like it takes a village. I always get imposter syndrome with these types of things and I like don't look right to be there, which is so stupid because if you're invited, you're meant to be there. Like, like. If you're invited, you're on the list, you're meant to be in that room, point blank, period. So like you can rise to the occasion and like make it your best moment and like feel good about it for yourself or you can sulk about it and be like, I'm not meant to be here and I'm gonna choose, I'm gonna choose that first option baby, because this is my moment and I'm gonna bring you guys all along, all the BTS, all the Get Ready With Me, everything, all the nerves, all the energy and it's like Tony Creator Camp through CBS and Instagram so it's gonna be throughout the week next week, there'll be a lot of like activations that I'm posting about and then before I go, I'll be a gov ball doing that and making content for that which I'm really excited about it's gonna be wonderful I can't wait and yeah and of course like thank you guys because this would never be possible without you but always remember to manifest because you never know what could come up anyway though UT graduation and then Cornell graduation was right after I was actually there for five days celebrating with my brother doing a little like preemptive celebration it was really nice I had never explored the Finger Lakes that much, which is, like, the area where Ithaca is, where Cornell is located, and we went to a bunch of wine tastings and vineyards, and obviously it was so nice to celebrate with my brother. I love all of his friends, and it was just a really nice five days. I mean, I felt super behind, and then, like, losing Monday was equally difficult, and I didn't really lose Monday. I worked a little bit on Monday, but I lost the ability to talk to people on my team, and, like, you know, everybody else was not working, so... It's all good. We're getting back on track. We're writing a book. I'm on chapter four. I'm really hoping to be finished with it by August 1st. I have this whole grand editing plan that I would love to execute if I can, but it's just unclear if I'm gonna be able to do that. But lo and behold, we gotta just get through. It's a day by day thing right now for me because if I look at things too much, like week by week, I absolutely have a breakdown. I'm just trying to get done everything I have to get done every day so I can do what I'd like to do every day. For example, today I really want to finish up my New York City Rex guide, but I'm just so busy that I don't know if I'm going to get to it, but I'm trying to get done everything I have to do so I can end up doing something that I'd like to do, which is that. So I can give it to you guys, because I know a lot of you are planning trips to New York, which is so fucking exciting. It's going to be amazing. Um, I also just wanted to say, in this time of, like, family events, graduations, I feel like there's a lot of weddings, birthdays, whatever it is, it's okay if there's family drama. It's okay if family is stressful. You know, like, I think there's always going to be, High tensions when there's big events like graduations, weddings, all that good stuff. It's all right. Just relax into it. Let things happen as they do. Set your boundaries. Lean on your people that are removed from the situation, and everything's going to be fine. Especially if it's like your day, you don't want to be focusing on drama when you could be focusing on celebrating yourself. Whether it's your birthday, your wedding, your graduation, whatever it is, set your boundaries. Celebrate that however it feels right for you and just enjoy it. Okay. Because when you look back on it, you're only going to remember the happy memories of things. I feel like our brains tend to, like, discard the bad in favor of the good. So hang on to that good because that's all you're going to have in 10, 20 years. Okay, and before we get into all the hot takes, I just want to say hundred percent a thousand percent if you have not done an ali bennett treadmill workout you need to fucking do it right now they are so good she did a taylor swift treadmill strut she has a Dogecat treadmill strut she has a little mix treadmill strut and i'm a big fan of little mix and it's basically like a workout on the treadmill to music and it just is so much fun it's such good energy it makes you want to work out if you don't have access to a treadmill literally go get a free trial at the gym just to try the workouts they're so good she has a tiktok she's on instagram follow her like her Spotify playlists follow those she's amazing and I'm I've been loving it been loving every second of it okay now that you've heard that now that we've done all that now that we've had 10 minutes of updates we're just gonna get into all these takes that I have because I'm like so freaking excited about it and I kind of feel like I just feel like having fun okay so the first thing that you guys ask me is Kim and Pete Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson in a relationship dating and this is being recorded right off the heels of that video that she made being like Yeah, I heard he had BDE and I was just DTF. That's the energy that we all need to be encompassing. Like absolutely 100% that's the energy that every single person on the face of the earth needs to be accomplishing. Period. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, she basically said in a video, she was like, yeah, I was never looking to be in a relationship with him. I just asked the producers of SNL for his phone number and I just texted him because I heard about that BDE, big dick energy, and I was DTF. Like, literally, that's what she said. Like, Kim K was, like, going in for her Hot Girl Summer moment, and she got cuffed, which is incredible, and I love it. And I frankly like their relationship. Here's my thing, and this is going to come up a lot when we talk throughout this episode. Celebrities. I love celebrities, like, you know, musicians. I love their music and actors. I love their, like, the art they create. I have never been one to follow celebrities as people like for their personal lives it's just never been my thing I know so many people like to do that and of course I follow like different like media brands and if it comes up obviously like I'll be interested but I love Taylor Swift's music. I don't really care about who she's dating. I just hope she's happy and hope she's well. I'm not like a Swifty. I just like listening to her music. And that's always been how I felt about celebrities. I've never been super like engrossed in their lives in any, you know, fan type of way. And if that's what you love and that's you, I'm so good with that. It's just not ever been something that interested me. So I think, you know, from a Pete Kim perspective, I always thought he was really hot and really funny And with her, I think the Kardashians were my one exception because their whole brand is their personalities. Like, there's something about them that I can't look away. Like, it it just entices me so much. I'm so curious about them and the dynamic that they have and, like, the power that they hold over pop culture. So I feel like Kardashian-Davidson specifically was a little bit more intriguing to me than other celebrity couples because I do care about them both as people a lot, one, because I think... I have a little crush on Pete, but two, because Kim Kardashian's brand and, like, effectively the thing that she creates is just herself, and so if you are going to keep up with her and know about her, you know about her whole life, because her whole life is her brand, and, like, that's just what the show was, that's, like, how she, you know, even became who she is today. So, for me, normally, I don't really care about celebrity relationships, so long as nobody's getting physically, emotionally abused, like, go off, date who you want but this one has a special place in my heart and to be honest in the beginning when everyone was like this is a PR relationship this isn't gonna work out I was always like I kind of like this is real and maybe that was just because internally I wanted it to be real but now that I think that people are taking it seriously I'm thrilled like he just bleached his hair she seems really happy honestly like get the date like you need a little vitamin d in your life Kimmy K like we knew that you needed a little refresh you needed a little hot girl summer moment like I think that they're kind of weirdly perfectly matched it makes no sense but it makes all the sense he's like pete is like really apparently good with her kids i don't know i'm loving it if i had to make a prediction do i think it's gonna last i'm not sure if it doesn't i'm gonna be sad even though he's my celebrity crush i would never want to date pete davidson i would never have the opportunity to be date pete davidson that's never gonna fucking happen for me like ever so if someone has to do it i'm picking kim kardashian and i hope they stay together so like overall I love this relationship. It's probably the only celebrity relationship I have a strong opinion on, and that opinion is a positive one. Sidebar, have you guys been watching The New Kardashians? I have watched one episode of it. Honestly, like, I just can't focus through television. I think that we've been over this. We've definitely been over this. I just simply can't focus in any television whatsoever, and so it's kind of like a good background noise thing for me, but when Kim passed the bar, I did cry. That's the episode I watched, and it made me cry because I was just like, you know what? rich people can pay a lot of people to do shit but she had to take that test on her own like at the end of the day she had to sit down and take that fucking test on her own and that's not easy I know I would fail that test so honestly applaud her go off be a lawyer date Pete Davidson for his big dick energy or whatever else truly iconic okay the next one is celebrities in general and like I said before the vast majority of celebrities if I like them it's because I like the art they create otherwise I don't hate any celebrities I just don't hate anybody I just don't believe in like putting that negative energy out into the world I just don't think it's good karma so either I like love a celebrity because I love whatever they're creating and whatever they're like putting out into the world or I'm just like benign about them so like I love Lady Gaga because I love her music I love Selena Gomez I love everything that she does I'm trying to think of other ones that like come to top of my mind that are like my total favorites 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 like favorite celebrities oh I love Megan Thee Stallion I love Doja Cat love their music, love their energy, so that's kind of how I am with celebrities, like, there aren't any that I dislike, I would say I just, like, like most of them, I'm also not the kind of person that likes one genre of music, or one genre of movies, like, one type of television, like, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I'm, I vibe with, and it just depends on my mood, it depends on the day, so for that reason, I feel like I love most celebrities, and I also just, like, I like celebrity drama, you know, to an extent, when something happens, I like to hear about it or, like, read about it. I feel like it's a good break throughout the day when things are getting stressful and you just, like, look at E! News for a sec or whatever, or you go watch a girl Boss Town video. It's a nice little, you know, palate cleanser of the day. It's always, it's, oh, there's always something going on. You know, you, you're never truly bored when you dive into the world of celebrities, and honestly, as long as they're not being legit problematic or, like, a bad person, I don't have any ill will toward any of them. I hope that they're all vibing and just, like, being good people and, continue to create the type of things that they want to create and add whatever value that they feel that they should add into the world. I don't think if given the opportunity, I would ever want to be like an A-list celebrity. I feel like I like, I always said this, like I, I think like huge authors, like the biggest names in writing are like household names, people that you guys would know if I said that, Margaret Atwood, but how many people know what she looks like? I feel like someone that would stop Margaret Atwood on the street would be a Margaret Atwood super fan myself. You know, it's not somebody that just knows the name Margaret Atwood but doesn't know what she looks like. I think that that is a cool level of celebrity to be. And if you want to be famous, go fucking off. Get famous. Be an A-lister. I kind of want to be the author vibe where people know my name because I write, but nobody really, like, I don't need, like, a security guard. That seems like a lot. You know, you see... You see like the Kardashians going into a grocery store and they got a security guard with them. I'm like, I'm just trying to go to Trader Joe's. So I guess that's my opinion on that. But you know what? To each their own. If you want to be famous, be famous. Do it. Next up on the agenda, Taylor Swift. Now, I've come prepared with something controversial. My favorite era of Taylor Swift's are always eras that other people just don't love as much. For example, I'm obsessed with Lover. And I think my personality is Lover vibes not to pat myself on the back actually maybe that's you know what lover's controversial i feel like i can be contested you know like maybe some people like me some people don't i feel like i'm i'm lover i think that that album is flawless i think that nobody gives it the credit it deserves because of when it came out and the proximity of the other albums and my second hot take is that my favorite songs of taylor swift are the ones about harry styles and i do not know if it's because i'm picturing harry styles undressing when i listen to them or if they are the best songs that she's ever written for example out of the woods getaway car style I'm also a 1989 girly that might be a hot take as well the thing is I think everybody thinks that their Taylor Swift opinions are hot takes like hot take my favorite album is 1989 I'm like everybody has that hot take though you know I'm like hot take my favorite album is Lover so many of you guys are gonna be like justice for Lover I also fucking love Lover it's such a feel-good album it's such an easy listen the shit makes me feel good about myself about the world I love Lover okay I am a stan I'm standing up to say I'm a lover stan and that's all. My take on Taylor Swift is, like, the same as, like, my take on celebrities. Like, I'm definitely not a Swifty, and if you are one, happy for you. Go off if that brings you joy. Love it. I just think that she's, like, one of the most incredible songwriters that has ever lived and the most prolific songwriter of our generation, for sure. She is unbelievably and undeniably talented. I don't love her voice. Like, it's not my favorite voice to listen to. I don't know if I would, like, rush to go to one of her concerts because I don't love her singing voice, which is just, like, a personal opinion, but i also hate concerts i don't know if you guys know this about me i have crowd anxiety i think i said in the anxiety episode so i don't go to a lot of concerts or i like stray from them unless i like have to be there like lord obsessed with lord had to go to that concert also it was at radio city which is more of a theater so i felt better better about that but back to what we were saying about taylor swift i'm not like a super fan but she was like my number one artist in 2021 does that make sense like i respect her i think she's fucking insane and incredible i think she's adorable. And I, like, don't know anything about her personal life. I don't really know who she's dating and blah, 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 I think the craziest thing about me is that Taylor Swift was my number one artist in 2021 and Kanye West was my number two. Now, obviously on Taylor's side with the beef, like, fully, I just take the woman's side, but I don't even know what happened. Like, that's how kind of, like, removed I am from, like, certain sects of celebrity drama when it gets too, you know, drawn out. Like, there's so many spots and, like, pinpoints at that that like i was like okay somebody give me the sparks notes version we're on taylor's side great wonderful Kanye west do i think he's a good person no like clearly that is that is clearly the case at this point in time that being said i do love it i love his music and i love working out to it and it takes a lot for me to like I'm the, i'm a song person over an artist person so i prefer like songs to artists it takes a lot for me to like be a be an artist fan to say like there are like 30 of their songs that i listen to and taylor swift and connie west are both those people for me which is crazy because of like the dichotomy between the two of them and like how much they dislike each other but correct me if i'm wrong didn't kim say that she's on taylor's side now didn't kim flip-flop like (laughs) girl supporting girls just kidding okay i'm not sure if that's true do not quote me on that i actually did want you guys to quote me on it she never came out and said she was on her side like whatsoever i literally made that up in my head because i wanted to believe it's true She said she likes Taylor Swift's music, so you can quote me on that, but, like, who doesn't like Taylor Swift's music? If you don't like Taylor Swift's music, you are lying to yourself and to me. My brother's number one artist of 2021 was Taylor Swift because he would listen to her entire discography while he coded for, like, his engineering school. Him and his little engineer friends would just listen to Taylor Swift over and over and over again. It's, like, if you own up to liking Taylor swift i literally fucking like you so much better than if you're like i'm not her i'm not a fan like okay relax is it internalized misogyny what is it because all of her songs are bangers she has a no skip discography quote me on it because she does okay next up drake someone asked me about drake doesn't he have beef with kanye to listen like i don't listen to drake music i did have a phase of the kiki do you love me definitely had a phase with that song but just that song and i think you know okay so rachel and i have rachel's my best friend she's my roommate we have this scale of like a frat boy's favorite rapper or like artist says a lot about them so they're like drake frat boys kid Cudi frat boys there's like asap rocky frat boys there's connie frat boys like the drake frat boys i don't know if this is going to make a ton of sense to you guys because it's like something we've created in our heads and we haven't really like fleshed it out yet they're the worst type not because they listen to drake but because of the qualities that are attributed to drake frat boys does it make any sense you guys like drake i don't am i supposed to like drake i don't know i've never gotten into his music i don't know anything about his personal life like i actually couldn't tell you one thing and same with kanye other than the fact that he was married to kim kardashian is now a divorce from her like i don't i am like the last person you want to ask about like celebrity facts because i don't know a bunch but you guys want to know my thoughts on drake i really don't have any okay my thoughts on men should pay for first dates I believe that in cisgender heterosexual relationships in this 2022 if men are going to sit around tables and take my rights away and if men are going to be making more money to the dollar than I am then they can pay for a first date. If equity and equality comes then I would be happy to offer or we could split but on a first date in this 2022 society me personally I am not paying for a first date. I don't think I've ever had I think I've had situations where we both paid for ourselves, like, getting ice cream or coffee. I've never had a situation where somebody, like, at a bar tab or, like, a restaurant asked me to pay. I don't really know what I would do in that situation. I'm developing my thoughts. I think that I would just do it. Like, I make jokes all the time. Like, I would just stare at the bill and pretend like I didn't know it existed. You can do that when it comes before the conversation starts, for sure. But I don't actually know what I would do in that exact situation. But my thoughts are, in cisgender heterosexual relationships, like, somebody that I'm pursuing, a cishet man, I believe that he should be paying for me because of the fact that there's just, there's inequity, so pay for me. I'm going to reap the minute benefits of the patriarchy when they exist, which is you paying for my dinner or opening a car door for me. Like, if you think I shouldn't have control over my own body, not saying that, like the guy I'm on a date with, but like, you know, government, men in government, then okay, pay for my first date, okay? It's the least you can fucking do at this point. Also, like, a first date with a straight man, you always should get a free dinner out of that get a free dinner out of it, get that bread, get that head, then leave peace out, did you not, that is scripture, that is the bible, okay, and I'm not exaggerating, okay, the next one says best city in the world, this is hard for me, because I haven't seen that many places, I've seen a lot of places, but not that many places, my favorite city in the United States is Austin, Texas, other than New York City, I have to say other than New York City, because I have realized as I've visited more places, because I've said this to you guys before, my mom was very sick when I was in high school and college, so I didn't visit a lot of places with my family growing up in the U.S., so When I got to college, I started to see more places like on my own because I started to like go places with my own money and whatnot. So I've seen like since, you know, I've seen like Arizona, California, I've seen different places in Florida, Michigan, all that good stuff. I would say Austin is my favorite that isn't New York. But as I've seen more and more cities, I've realized that there's no city like New York. I get why people are like obsessed with New York City because there's nothing that compares. I think growing up in proximity to New York City, I had this naive and ignorant view that every city was like New York City, that like. New York was like the blueprint for cities but it really isn't at all why I like Austin so much I really can't put a finger on it it's just the energy do you know when you just feel very sparkly somewhere that's how I feel there but in the whole wide world the my favorite place I've ever been is probably Paris but I can't tell if I was romanticizing it or not because I was 16 I haven't been back and I was like in my like such my like I'm gonna be a writer I was in such my like um what is the like Zoe Deschanel like preppy that era like I wanted to be like that was my vibe back then and so I think that that informed my reason for loving Paris but now that I'm writing a book I feel like I'm supposed to also love Paris still and I still love it. I loved Barcelona. Barcelona is so fun. It's a little too fun for me. The energy is fucking crazy. Like People are always going out and I am not good at going out and I went out a couple times in Barcelona to a bunch of different settings and I liked the more low-key bars the best. I would say I like Italy, northern Italy would probably be my favorite my brothers are actually like heading there for a graduation trip and I'm really excited for them I'm really jealous I haven't been to Italy in a very long time so I would say Paris and Austin but New York City is like there's no place like it there's literally no place like it yeah there is and I'm going to LA for my second time and I'm looking forward to exploring more because last time last time I was so stupid I didn't rent a car So you guys are like, oh, you didn't like LA. Like, you're so stupid. You were literally trying to Uber in LA. Yes, you're right. You're correct. You guys are fully correct. So I'm going to try to do it right the second time just so I can get the full experience. Okay. Adults should not drink milk. Like, a glass of milk? Probably not. Like, I don't know if this was just my mom who was born in the 90s telling me that milk is bad for you and switching us to almond milk when I was a kid. I don't know if milk's bad for you. I don't know if that's just something I've been fed. I don't know if that's bullshit. I don't know what it is. I just think when when men like a 25 year old man is like I'm gonna have a glass of milk I'm like you're not like we're not doing that right come on but then like there's something to be said about a whole milk cappuccino and then what's really the difference you know like in my brain I'm like men don't need to be drinking glasses of milk but then I'm like you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like my cool self like when I was in Barcelona ordering whole milk cappuccinos like every day like I'm so chic so, like, is there really a fucking difference? Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Let's look inward. Is there a difference between drinking a whole ass glass of milk and having a whole milk cappuccino? I don't know. And I had a whole tirade against glasses of milk for a really long time on TikTok there. And then I started drinking whole milk cappuccinos and I was like, I get it. That This is better than an almond milk cappuccino. Don't quote me on it. It hurts your stomach. It definitely does. Especially if you have little digestive issues like me, hot girls with tummy problems. Yeah, you know, it's not great for you. Like, internally. But it tastes really good okay the next one is just zero hot take if you disagree with this stop listening while you're ahead teachers do they deserve more yes that is a freezing fucking frigid antarctic like arctic tundra take that is not a hot take i one of my best friends is a teacher my best friend devin and i like i think that she is a superhero like i think that teachers are top five like i think it is just incredible every single day what they're doing educating people and taking care of people and being a safe space for kids and also with everything going on how fucking scary that is and just like how emotionally traumatizing it is on top of the fact that they're like they're basically dedicating their lives to serving other people and it is not easy and i could never do it ever i'm just like not responsible enough not diligent enough like i'm not patient enough like teachers make the world go round and I think fondly on my teachers that I had from like first grade on every single week like a teacher pops into my head that I had like who helped shape my life in some way shape or form so teachers always deserve more like a million times more okay what's your take on do guys care about weight I think no not a good guy. Like I think if a guy were judged my weight that would not be a person that I'd wanna be with. But the reason I say no is because I fluctuated like thirty pounds and hooked up with the same exact people that I had with thirty pounds of difference. Like whether that was gaining, losing, whatever it was, like I have fluctuated weight of thirty pounds and like still been around the same guys or like still you know hooked up with people because I think it's just all about confidence so I would say no they don't also they're not as critical as we are about ourselves they're not noticing things that we do about ourselves this is just in my personal experience like having a 30 pound weight gain I don't think that any guy that I'd ever been with cared like and I think a lot of them would have hooked up with me again and did like the proof is in the pudding because they did and also if someone dare I say if somebody ever judged you for your weight or past judgment on you for your weight or your size or gaining weight like they don't deserve to be in your life at all they do not deserve to share your spotlight share your sparkle whatsoever that is an undeserving person because your weight is the least important thing about you it has absolutely nothing to do with your heart your integrity your soul your mind you're beautiful without anything to do with your weight like Your beauty has nothing to do with that. So if anybody judged you about that, that's really stupid. And if any guy passed judgment on you for that or made a decision about seeing you based on that, you don't want to see them in the first place and they don't deserve to see anyone. And that, rant over, but that is scripture. Next up, another one that's a cold take. Sleeping with the best friend of your best friend's boyfriend. Let me just repeat. Your best friend has a boyfriend. His friends, are they on limits? Their friends, are they on limits? Yes, they're they're on limits. They are absolutely not off limits. That is a great idea. It is a wonderful fun thing to do. You can't expect to get into a relationship with one of these people and have it be like a happily ever after like double date situation. Like I don't think it so often works out that way. If it does, go off. I'm so excited for you. But I think that you should absolutely do that. It's a wonderful way to get set up. It's a wonderful way to get laid. It's a wonderful way to, like, have a fun night with other people that you want to be around. You know, like, your friend brings you out with her boyfriend's friends. All of a sudden, the cute friends are there. Okay, we might as well. Your friend brings you out with her girlfriend's friends. Okay, perfect. Bada bing, bada boom. Yes, we're doing it. We love it. Okay, next one. Leah Michelle. Interesting. You know, let's just start with her talent unabashedly talented okay ridiculously talented insane crazy never before seen unstoppable voice like iconic iconic i am familiar with the general consensus like based on you know public opinion of her i have not read enough about it to even know because again like i don't care that much about celebrity gossip and drama in that way so like unless it's like a quick little news bite that i'm reading on e-news when i need just like a deep breath of my day I'm not like engaged with it but if we're talking about her voice it's stellar if we're talking about her personality I've not heard the greatest things but I'm not I don't know her like uh, so I'm not apologizing for her like stuff I've heard is not cute so there's that I guess I don't really have an opinion on Lee Michelle like am I a Lee Michelle fan no I'm a Glee fan I'm a fan of her singing in Glee but I'm not a Leah Michelle fan. Does that make sense? I also don't think that she should be Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl after just seeing it on Broadway. I like Beanie in it. I like the direction she took it in. I think, I don't know if it's rumors that Leah Michelle's bitter that she wasn't casted. It might be rumors. I don't know. I'm just not sure. Like, I think Leah Michelle can sing the shit out of it, but I don't know if Leah Michelle's the right type to play Fanny Bryce. I don't know if that's a hot take. Tell me if that's a hot take. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. Call me out on it. DM me. Be like, I think she'd be the perfect Fanny. Maybe you do. I'm not sure. I think that Beanie is doing a great job. End of story. Okay, the next one. People calling things overrated. Here's my thing if something is like overdone, it's probably because it's good. And if you think people are rating something too highly, like, okay, that's your opinion. But I hate when people get super annoyed when somebody just likes something. Like, okay, good example The Smith, the restaurant The Smith. Is it touristy? Sure. Is it overrated? Maybe. But the mac and cheese is really good. The restaurant is actually good. Like, The mac and cheese is fire. Like, you can't take that away from anybody. Also, if somebody likes this myth, like, what is it doing for you to be like, I hate it there? Like, okay, well, somebody else likes it. Just, like, don't yuck anybody else's yum. And I think we're all culprits of this. Like, I have 100%, like, been, you know, annoying or, like, oh I hate it there and blah, blah, blah. And then I, like, grew up a little bit and I was like, but for why? Like, what is that accomplishing? Like, there's so much hate in the world. Why does it matter if somebody likes this myth and that's their favorite restaurant and I personally believe it's overrated? Okay. Like, okay, fine, next. I feel the same way about cha-cha matcha. I think I've talked about cha-cha matcha to you, but people would be like, it's overrated, it's chooky, blah, 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 blah. I like it, okay? So, like, leave me alone. I feel like it was only when I started to accept that I wanted to like things because I liked them and not because I thought I was supposed to like them or supposed to not like them that I started to change my mindset in this way and just realized, like, some people are just gonna like what they like, and if they're not bothering you or doing anything wrong or being a bad person, then it's, like, literally doesn't matter. Don't waste your energy, like, taking somebody down, because they like something that doesn't make any sense so i don't know like i definitely have the personal opinion that certain things might be overrated like i think the office is overrated it's not my favorite tv show but if you said it was your favorite tv show i'd be like amazing like what do you like so much about it i'm so happy that you like it and that you find joy in it like i know people probably think that like i don't know certain stuff i like is overrated but they're as long as they're not telling me I can't do it and as long as they're not like making me feel bad for liking it then I don't really care so that's my hot take on that okay getting married before the age of 30 again I literally do not care what anybody else does as long as they don't make it my problem like this is exactly how I feel about (laughs) abortion politics which is like not really have anything to do with one another but you know when people like are talking about religion and abortion politics it's like well i'm so glad that that's what you believe and that's your religious observance and you have all the freedom in the world to believe that yourself but don't make it my problem because it's not my problem and if i don't believe that i don't have to believe that It's the same thing with this. Like, I don't want to get married really that much before I'm 30. Like, maybe 29, but, like, not really. But I'm never going to tell somebody else they can't do that. Like, if you want to do that, go the fuck off. Send it. Enjoy it. Live your best life. Just don't make it my problem. Like, don't tell me I have to do something because you're doing something. Do you know what I mean? That's how I literally feel about everything. As long as you as a human being are doing your best, being kind to yourself and others, and just working hard, do whatever you want as long as it's not problematic or harmful in any way. And I'm going to do what I want. And we're not going to care about what each other does and how it's different from one another. So like, if you want to get married before 30, you do it. I don't want to get married before 30, but you might. My mom got married when she was 22. Like, and she's happy. She's happily married. She's had a wonderful life. She's Mm -hmm. enjoyed the whole thing. I'm not on the same path as her, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, mom, that's so pathetic. Like, no, I don't care. As long as you're doing something that makes you happy and is a choice, it's all about choice. You're choosing something for yourself to honor your own life. Wonderful. I'm going to choose something for my own self to honor my own life. And you know what? That's the whole thing about this argument with with abortion politics at all, not to bring it back to this, like, you get to have your own choice. If you don't want an abortion, nobody's telling you that you have to get one. We're just saying you can't tell us that we're not allowed to have them. You can't tell me that I'm not allowed to have them. It's pro-choice, okay? And I feel the same way about, like, I feel the same way about everything. Like, just let people choose what they want to do and don't make it their problem if you don't want to do that. Done. All right, I'm ready for this one because we were just talking about it women always being out of the man's league in a heterosexual relationship and I think they mean by some arbitrary standard of attraction I think generally yes and I think that's because number one women I think our standards are naturally and I think this is changing which I'm very happy about but I think because we were conditioned to believe that we have to be looking for partnership we lowered our standards just to like find someone because you know and I'm not saying we as like us listeners right now but like back in the day like the whole point was like arranged marriages and like you didn't get to choose like you were just happy to have a suitor like think about Daphne Bridgerton like think about the women in Bridgerton like they were just happy to to be with someone you know what I mean like they they thought that was like the the number one thing and I think it all stems from that which is like you know way back but I think you do see it a lot and I think it's because men just have egos that they think that they could like date Whoever they want, and then, like, on some level, it happens because I see it all the time. Like, the woman is always hotter, but on some level, do you guys, as women, if you are a woman listening or someone who identifies as a woman, do you want to be the hotter one? Because I was just having this conversation with my friends, and it's a pretty even divide where some of us are like, I definitely want to be the hotter one, and some of us are like, I don't want to, I want to be like equal to, or I want him to be like so hot. And I think all my friends are hotter than every man ever, so you know, there's that, first of all, but. I don't know I was saying that I dated somebody who I felt was like conventionally very like model actor-esque when I was in college and like the one gripe that I had with it is that girls would always be hitting on him and I always felt like people were saying behind my back that he was out of my league and like he was too hot for me and it's such a shame because nobody has that same dialogue about men being like oh she's so out of his league like blah, blah 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 like our girlfriends do but like as a society we don't and I felt like other girls were talking about how he was hotter than me behind my back which was just like a hurtful thing and I don't know if it's a hundred true but i do know that like consistently when we went places together he was getting hit on by girls and they were kind of looking at me like why would he be with you and it made me feel insecure so maybe that's shallow of me i don't know i'm just i'm being honest here i kind of feel like i understand being the hotter one so to speak on some arbitrary level like because it's kind of a lot like the noise that you hear for whatever reason like when i was dating someone who i perceived to be out of my league like extremely out of my league like I don't know it was just kind of overwhelming and I felt like people were consistently saying like I shouldn't be with him because I'm not attractive enough and that's so stupid and like you should just date whoever you want regardless but like some of my friends are like I want a looker like that's what I'm looking for and other my friends are like I don't care and I kind of want to be hotter than him I don't know. I don't know so I don't really have a take on this but it's just funny that we were just talking I wasn't even going to bring this one up but it was just funny that we were literally just talking about it and I was like yeah I actually have like this crazy experience from dating this super 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 like conventionally hot model looking guy where like I was just cast aside by like society like when we were out together people would just expect that like we were not dating and I just always felt so insecure and now that I'm reflecting on this it might have just been my own insecurity because I just saw myself as beautiful back then which I really didn't maybe I wouldn't have felt this way but I did feel like girls were always always hitting on him and acting like I probably wasn't the girlfriend and I was like uh huh, all the time and like I wasn't bold enough to be like I'm the girlfriend because that's just like not my personality because I'm not confrontational but yeah so I think that that's definitely a thing that was definitely an experience I had I don't really know how I feel about this but I do think in heterosexual relationships you see a lot of times the girl being out of the guys league by conventional arbitrary standards what do you guys think i would love to do a poll on this because i'm curious and i'm gonna shout out kit keenan here because she was one of the people i was just talking to she was like i'm done settling like i don't want to settle like i feel like she was like i feel like there's an expectation for me to settle just get into a relationship and i'm not doing it like i know my standards i know my worth and like it really opened my eyes to being like yeah like nobody should fucking settle like you should know what you want, and you should get exactly that. Like no compromises, because you're a fucking prize. And I just thought that that was a really great way to think of things, and I really appreciated her saying that. Okay, moving on. PDA. Do I like a dance floor makeout? Absolutely. There's nothing like it. Dance floor makeout. Everything. We need it. We require it. It is important. Am I going to be at a party with like an intimate group of people moshing on someone in the corner? No, not unless that's the vibe. Like, this is my thing. If the vibe is PDA, like, if you're at a club, making out, yes. If you're, like, at a place where people are making out, whatever, yes. If you're just, like, at an event where it's not a thing, I don't like it. And I really don't like online PDA. I like, like, a cute couple video every now and then, a pic with your significant other, go for it. But the making out pictures and videos are not for me. I don't want to see anyone making out. It's really just, maybe that's my hot take. Like, I remember so many people were making out on like the I don't think the Met Gala I think it was like the Grammys red carpet and I was just like I don't want it like I I love your you look beautiful why do I need to see you making out like save it I don't want to see it or like go to a club and have a dance for make out if you like need to make out in front of other people because I can get it. it can be fun that's my take on that okay Rory Gilmore and her best boyfriend if you guys don't know now you know I think Rory Gilmore is genuinely insufferable I think that she's like just so annoying and I just. Yeah, she really bothers me. I think she's a pick-me. I think her attitude just annoys me so much. Every time I watch it again and again, I get so bothered by both her and Lorelai. I think Lorelai's actions are more justifiable by what she's been through. And I just think she's immature. I think the relationship is kind of strange. I don't know. They both bother me. But I love the show. Gilmore Girls, one of my favorite shows. Guilty Pleasure Watch. Obsessed with it. I don't know why it's a Guilty Pleasure Watch. Probably because I've watched it a thousand times. Her best boyfriend, I think, is Logan. For me, it would be Jess but I think that Logan is the one that fits the best with her. I think that even when they get into arguments, he wants what's right for her. And I think like he's he also has his own flaws. I think the great thing about Amy Sherman-Palladino's writing in general is that she writes very real characters. I don't think we're supposed to like Rory and Lorelai. I don't think that they're supposed to be like the characters and friends who we don't really like who don't really have fleshed out flaws. Like there's not some big complicated thing. Like they're very human and I think that's why the show is so relatable and endearing. And for that reason, I think that Logan fits the best with her and I think he's just such a densely well-written character. Also, he's adorable. Also, he bought her a Birkin. Sorry to be shallow, but that's what I said. Okay. Steam rooms. I don't have that many opinions on steam rooms. I have low iron, so whenever I'm in a steam room, I feel like I get dizzy. Does that make any sense? Like, I just feel like when you stand up too fast and you get really dizzy, that's how I feel in a steam room. So I'm going to go out on the limb here and say no steam rooms for me, but I like the feeling after you're in a steam room, like that refreshment. I wish it could just be that with no like overheating. Also, I have this weird fear every time I go in a steam room that I'm going to get locked in there and die, which sorry if I just planted that fear for you. It's very, very unrealistic, like extremely. So I don't know why I have that. Okay. Gold versus silver jewelry. I'm a mix and match girl. I used to be exclusively gold jewelry. Now I'm a big silver jewelry fan but the thing is I like both together currently on my right wrist I literally don't know my left or my right like I literally just did the little L bed thing with my fingers like what the fuck on my right wrist I have on a silver bracelet and on my left wrist I have on two gold bracelets. I have a rose gold necklace, a silver necklace and a gold necklace. Um and then I have silver and gold earrings in both ears um and some of the gold's real some of it's fake some of it's dipped some of it's I don't even know where it's from i wear an eclectic mix of jewelry i'm really liking finding my like personal style every day a little more little pieces that i like and i don't give a fuck if you think that it's weird to mix metals my mom actually always taught me that it's normal to mix metals so i've never had a problem with it but i go through phases where i like one over the other and currently i'm in a silver jewelry phase okay harry styles hot Like, we can all agree sexy, don't know anything about his personal life, don't know anything about his relationship. I literally wish him well. I think it's really weird to give a celebrity that you find attractive, I think it's really weird to give their significant other death threats or hate messages, because what do you think would happen if you dated that celebrity that you find attractive? The same thing by people who are just like you. It's weird. I don't know. I don't get it. I think he's incredibly talented, incredibly talented. I haven't listened to the album, the new one, Harry's House, enough, but the criticism of it not being, like, quote-unquote revolutionary enough is really stupid to me because why can't artists just create the things that they want to create that are, like, easy listens? Like, it's definitely a no-skip album, in my opinion. It's an easy listen. It's something that you want to listen to when you're in the car, when you're on a commute, when you're reading a book. Again, I would definitely say he's probably the hottest celebrity to me, for sure. But other than that, like really talented really sexy i don't know much about his personal life i hope he's well i saw but like i choose to distance myself from certain pop culture things i saw all the drama about one direction but i wasn't really like a Directioner girly growing up i was much more of like a hannah montana jones brothers girl so i didn't really look into what was going on other than the fact that like i saw like that whole like routine brace like the tana mojo sound that i'm not even familiar with that guys like listen i'm I'm ancient like i'm old like for my age you know when people are like oh you're young for age I'm old for my age I'm 80 for my age I didn't yeah I wasn't really like following like that at all but I did kind of watch the video that somebody made using that sound and then Tana was like of course I'm involved in the One Direction drama and I was like okay so it's blowing up I don't really know what's going on with that so I'm glad Hairstyle seems to be removed from it on a solo little mission living his life being sexy I love his tattoos that's one thing I will say I have a very strong opinion on that okay Night or day showers? Both. No, I love showers. I'm definitely a day showerer. I would, if I had only could do one, I would do a day shower because I work out during the day. And if I don't shower right after I work out, I break out in acne and my pores get clogged and I just don't feel great. So 100% day showers, but I also love a good night shower. Skinny jeans. Again, another thing that when people were like, they're out, I'm like, but what if you like them? Like, literally. Who cares? Why are you going to bully someone for wearing skinny jeans? I think that the lowest, like, the biggest dig and the lowest low that you could possibly ever land on is bullying someone for how they choose to dress or, like, what they like to wear. Like, are you really that... Do you really have that lack of creativity in your brain that your best thing that you can come up with is bullying someone for what they're wearing? Like, why do you care? So I think that that's, like, my take on skinny jeans, for sure and the next one is golden goose sneakers I've had a pair I don't I don't wear them they were a gift I'm not like a big fan of them on myself but if you love them I literally couldn't care less if it makes you happy it makes me happy like again I hate when people waste their time talking about what other people are wearing and saying it's like ugly or that they don't like it it's like okay all right like aren't we aren't we past that like come on come on come on all right the next one gender roles while raising children so obviously I don't have children I don't plan to anytime soon but in my opinion like I'm not raising my children with strict gender roles and something I'm going to pull from is the way my parents raised my brother Jake so growing up Jake did not want to do any quote-unquote boy things he did not want to be wearing like the color blue and like quote-unquote super like masculine clothes whatever that means he didn't want to be playing like quote-unquote boy games or like playing with cars and trucks, he wanna be playing with me with dolls. He wanna be dressing up with me with my like play kit. He didn't want to do like sports, like you know, a quote normal boy might he didn't want to play video games. He didn't want to watch the same shows that like quote normal boys wanted to watch. And my parents fully embraced that and they met him for the occasion. They literally met him where he was at and they said like okay you wanna you wanna do this, that, or the other thing, you wanna watch that, you wanna wear that? Like great. We're gonna let you do whatever you want to do. Like you wanna play dress up with Eli like you're gonna do it. Like you want to play with the dolls you're going to play with the dolls we'll get you a doll for all we care like you don't have to do what your brother is doing because if it doesn't feel comfortable to you then we don't want you to Feel forced to do it just because society tells you it's what you're supposed to do. In my brain, there's no supposed to do anything. All you're supposed to do is just be a good fucking person and have a good time and take every opportunity as it comes. And so I want to raise my children in that same way. Like whatever they want, whatever they gravitate towards, whatever feels right for them is what's going to be right for all of us. And I was really lucky that my parents were that way with Jake because when I tell you there was not a single time growing up that my brother Jake wanted to play a video game play with a car a truck wanted to do any of that shit like ever he didn't have any friends that were boys for the most part when he was in elementary school and middle school and high school he wanted to hang out with the girls and my parents like they just met him they just met him where he was at and they were like great this is what we're doing we're doing it all in and that level of support is something that I want to meet and exceed in every every single day as a parent and I also just want to like raise my daughter even if my daughter does want to you know embody a feminine identity and that's something that's really important to her because i'm a very feminine person and i get it if that's what she wants to do great but i'm also going to teach her like about standing up for herself about not you know about using her voice about being like a badass like i girls can do it all you know like she can play with dolls and also be raised with feminist ideals my son can play with trucks and cars and like play video games and also you know understand how to respect a woman and be in touch with his own feminine side do you know what i mean like i'm I'm really glad that I had that example for my parents because it was it's been really helpful in answering this question in general, but also just in thinking about growing up in that kind of a house and how, you know, comforting it was to watch them just say, like, whoever you want to be is who you get to be. That was really, really special and I know not everybody has the same privileges. Alright, we're like getting into the hot topics, fitness influencers. I have done like podcast segments about this, and I'm not talking about specific eating disorder recovery social media accounts like um i'm trying to think of their names like victoria garrick like people who are promoting it in that way that's fine i'm talking about ed recovery accounts that are f- turned into like fitness influencer type accounts that kind of err to the side of orthorexia which if you guys don't know what orthorexia is it's like an extreme obsession with healthy eating and restriction and it is an eating disorder it's a very common one And I think that those accounts will say things like, you know, you can eat a cookie. Cookies are not bad. There's no bad food. And that's a great message. We love that message. But the same account will then go on to say, here's a recipe for a seed date cookie made out of five ingredients with a low sugar that's keto, low carb. And then it's like, well, you are villainizing a cookie because what about an Oreo? Like when when you said I could eat a cookie, I thought you were saying that Oreos aren't bad food. Not that this very specific, healthy and expensive food item is, you know, not a bad food so it I do struggle with that I think a lot of my eating problems were exacerbated by taking in this content and I feel like you know it's tough because on the internet we choose what kind of content that we take in but also we become kind of in this vortex where we can't look away from certain content and we believe that it's right so a lot of the time when I was struggling I would watch a lot of that kind of content and it would make it a lot worse for me so that's the first thing. Secondly, I think that there's a lot of privilege in those counts. I mean, a lot of them are run by society's idea of conventional beauty. A lot of them are, you know, very well off, where they can, it's very accessible for them to have giant you know whole foods halls or it's accessible for them to spend all day cooking or baking or you know going to two workout classes when like for the vast majority of people that's not accessible so I think that's another criticism I have of them I ended up just unfollowing accounts like that on Instagram and TikTok just because I it wasn't great for me to watch and I would never like comment hate or say anything to anyone specific this is not about anyone specific like I don't even know the accounts that I used to watch I just know that like it was unhelpful to me and when something's harmful to me I usually just set a boundary and move on so that's how I feel about fitness influencers specifically but not all fitness influencers there's obviously like influencers that are like foodie influencers there's influencers that like do workout stuff that I love like I literally started this episode about basically someone who is a quasi fitness influencer making content about a treadmill workouts that I think she's incredible she's wonderful like not her that's not what I'm talking about it's more so the people that are like you guys know what I'm saying. It's just, you know, the counts can oftentimes do more harm than they're trying to do good. Okay. Next up, boozy brunch. This is like my biggest hot take that I ever have. I don't like brunch. I hate going to brunch. I, I, I get up too early for brunch that's at like noon. It feels like lunchtime. Like then I want a salad by that point and I don't like mimosas, and I don't like drinking in the day if it's not going to turn into night drinking. If I have to get anything done after the point where I start drinking, I can't drink because I can't get stuff done when I'm like, even have two glasses of wine, and then I feel like, I don't know, a little tipsy and then like slightly hungover. I just can't do it. So I'm not a boozy brunch fan. If you are, I'm so happy about it. That's incredible. Go off, pop off, the whole thing. Okay. Influencer culture it's kind of hard for me to, like, pass an opinion when I'm definitely, like, a part of influencer culture. I think, you know, it depends on what you're asking about influencer culture. In general, I think it can be really toxic, but also it can be really, from my perspective, like, the friends that I've made, you know, like, for example, my, like, really close friends, like, Hallie and Jazz and Carly and Brooke, like, all of these people, like, those are wonderful human beings in my life that I consider friends before I consider them like content friends. Like they're my friends and they help me through hard things and they and they meet me where I'm at and they know what I'm going through and we can talk about things. Like if that aspect of influencer culture is what you're asking about, it's great, you know, like us being friends with one another. I think like the aspect of like people making life look more fun than it actually is can be really harmful and that's why, I mean, nobody's perfect and I'm trying every day. I'm just trying to like post- you know, as authentically as I can and like show you guys as much of my life as I can and be authentic. And like, you know, some things are going to be relatable to people and other things just aren't going to be relatable because a lot of my privileges aren't relatable. And I like totally understand that. And also like my job isn't relatable. Like there's a lot of, you know, literal evidence that things that I have and do aren't relatable, but I try to be as relatable of a person as I possibly can be every day For you and I, you know, I understand, acknowledge, and also agree with most, if not all, of the criticism that is about influencer culture and being an influencer. You know, I think it's crazy that like I never really asked for this, but I always loved the internet and I always just loved creating opening dialogues and bringing people together. And that's why I loved theater and that's why I loved creative writing. You know, like you write a play and people leave talking about it. And when you're sitting in an audience, people's heartbeats sync up together. It's like this beautiful, wonderful, magical, artful science. I always loved that and it, and it feels like content creation gives me that opportunity to open up dialogues and answer dms and talk to you guys and post polls and like make content that makes people smile like I never like wanted the whole I don't know I never like was looking for this it wasn't my dream job it just you know I never knew it was around the corner and I fully embraced it and now I'm, I've never been happier than that this is all shaking out how it has but you know it definitely has its drawbacks and it definitely has its criticisms that are incredibly valid so I think that that's what I'll say about it it's really hard to like step back from something that you're in the middle of also to like give you know an honest review of it like I'm definitely like ingrained in influencer culture in New York City so like taking a step back and reflecting is hard when you're a part of it but I think that that's the best that I can do at this moment in time and I love my friends so that too okay next up thongs I would say it's the only underwear that I like and that's all I have to say next on the list Bridgerton I watched season one I thought it was very sexy I did not get further my attention span won't allow it and we're gonna be fine with that I love the music I love to like when I write listen to that violin music it's great do <laughs> I'm literally just going down the list and like and giving you guys my run-on thoughts I hope this has been fun I had a lot of fun recording it I feel very relaxed it's been like therapy for me okay Dumois for me um I never followed them, and I never really knew what it was. Like I knew it was like a tea account, and then I, I'd see on TikTok people like, Dumois said that didn't make sense. I would see on TikTok people being like Dumois said this. I looked at who they were two weeks ago, like the page, and then I found out that like the person came out who's behind it. I've never been a big like you know I've never really been a big Dumois gal. I didn't really know what it was. I knew what it was like I knew it existed, but I was never like watching it until very recently. Um, or, like, looking at it at all, and like I just said, I just don't, like, when I want to go down a rabbit hole, it's never about celebrities, it's always about theater, so for me, like, my, my rabbit holes are, like, space videos and watching people sing, so I'm not a big Dumont gal, and that's just, I'm fine with that, okay, prolon, if you guys don't know what this is, it's a, um, like, a diet that you can do, that's, like, a fast diet, And as somebody who was a victim of fast dieting, um, during my eating problems, I used to like do this one called isogenics and it's a pyramid scheme, first of all. And second of all, like I was so deep into my eating disorder that I could like not even I couldn't even see what like what was going on around me or what I was participating in, but I used to do that and it's really not good for you. It's really bad for you. And it saddens me that I was ever a part of that and it saddens me that it exists because it exists to target people. And it exists to target people like me who were who was weak and insecure and thought to myself, like, that's a way I could really fast lose weight. It's It's really negative and awful and it targets specifically women and it makes us feel like we're not good enough. We're not thin enough. It continues to perpetuate awful things and it's blatantly unhealthy. Like there is nothing healthy about these fasting diets at all and these like programs. And also listen, if you were to do one of them, it's incredibly unhealthy. Please don't. It's not safe. But let's just say you did and it made you lose weight. You would gain it back once you started eating regularly again. I think I'm so passionate about this because I saw what it did to me or something like it. It's really unhealthy for you. And this was when I was in college, so it's you know, not as recent as, like, Prolon coming up. It's really unhealthy for you. It's not something that we need to be doing. You do not need to do that. You do not need to punish yourself for existing in your body. That's ridiculous. It's unhealthy. It's unsafe. I do not condone any of it. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm really not a fan. So that's all I have to say about that. I've never tried it. I've never even looked into it. I've just seen other people do it, and I just don't think it's a good thing. And as somebody who's suffered from eating problems and has suffered because I have been, you know, I would say literally manipulated by something like that, I don't get it. I I just can't. I just don't think we need to be talking about it. It's not cool. It's not it. It's not the tea. End of story. And to be honest, I think that we all do things that we really regret and I deeply regret ever doing the fasting diet I did when I was in college and I deeply regret ever talking about it it's just not cool and sometimes we got to grow up and like be like yeah when I was 19 and 20 I was really dumb even when I was 21 I was really dumb and I'm really glad that I've learned that like my body deserves so much better and how unsafe and unhealthy that is so that's all I have to say about that it makes me sad that I was ever in a position that those kinds of things would be something I would be interested in just breaks my little heart for myself i wish i could give that person a hug but i think she'd be proud of where i am today and that's what matters you guys wanted me to say something about jojo siwa and emmer chamberlain like i love both of them i'm so glad that jojo siwa exists like in general she's fucking incredible i've never seen a bad word said about her and don't you dare that's all i gotta say did you guys see her paper magazine shoot sexy hot wonderful she's she's an exceptional human being exceptional Emma Emma Chamberlain I also love Emma Chamberlain it broke my little heart when she went off YouTube I was such a fan of her videos but you know what that's a boundary and I'm really proud of her for setting it and I miss her but I think that she's doing what Emma needs to do for Emma and that's really admirable and I think it teaches a really good lesson to her fans that it's okay to set a boundary it's okay to say this isn't serving me right now I'm gonna step back proud of her for doing that you guys also want to know about Dance Moms Listen, I watched all of Dance Moms. I've seen every episode. I was a Dance Moms fan. I have met Chloe Lukasia, Chloe. Luke- I don't know how to pronounce her. Name. I met her, sweetheart, angel. I told her I was like, listen, I'm obsessed. Like, you were my number one the whole time. She was definitely scared of me. I think that's the most toxic shit ever. Still to this day, like, you rewatch it and you're like, that actually happened. Like, that's crazy. That that's like years of trauma that these young girls are going to have to carry with them. Insane. And for our entertainment, it's like fucked up. But. I did meet Chloe she is wonderful I have watched all of Dance Moms okay let's see you guys wanted to know my thoughts on Friends the tv show loved it in high school I think it aged incredibly poorly and now I can't really watch it I don't think it's funny I don't think the jokes are good I think they're all cheap shots I think there's a ton of microaggressions there I just don't think it's a really I don't really think it's a good show and I'm sorry that someone had to say it There's a Friends experience in New York City, and I'm always like, why the Friends experience? Like, what about the Home Improvement experience? Like, that was a show that I would like an experience of. Like, what about the Shake It Up experience? Because, like, I want that shit. What about the That's So Raven experience? Like, we don't need a Friends experience. I'm not a fan of Friends. I definitely liked it when I was in high school. These days, I'm just like, we've moved on. We've moved on. You know what I do love? New Girl. Fuck it up with New Girl. Best show. Best ever. Great show. I hardly ever talk about how much I love it, but I love it. Okay, the last one, Met Gala Heavenly Bodies. If you don't know, that was a Met Gala theme a few years ago. Best Met Gala theme they ever did. And also, people actually did the theme of Met Gala Heavenly Bodies. And I think sometimes people are so obsessed with Met Gala Heavenly Bodies that they will literally wear Met Gala Heavenly Bodies themed outfits to other Met Galas. Like, a lot of times I'm like, hmm, that outfit this year, that was giving Met Gala Heavenly Bodies. It is the best Met Gala theme ever. If you need proof, go look it up. It was just perfect. It was everything. It was wonderful. And I think we're going to end on that because it's been an hour and five minutes. And I don't know if you guys need more of this. And I don't know if I need more of this. This was really fun. And I wanted to let you know, if you signed up to be a guest on my podcast, we're still going through all the applications. There was 800 of them, literally 800 people. So we're going through them. We will be emailing you if you're selected. There are going to be 20 to 25 minute segments. I'm really excited for you guys to come on. I think it's going to be wonderful and exciting and cool and interesting. And one other thing is happy pride. This is my first podcast of pride month. I'm posting resources on my Instagram. If you want to learn out about how to be a better or stronger ally. If you have any recommendations for me about how to be a stronger ally or things I can share on my platform. If you are you know, out and proud and ready to celebrate pride I hope you have a wonderful time if you are closeted and you're not coming out this year but you still want to celebrate I hope you find the best way to celebrate for yourself that makes you feel really empowered to be who you are and whoever you are I hope that you feel strong and empowered and comfortable and safe in your identity because you fucking deserve that and anybody who tells you that you don't get to be who you are they suck you are amazing special wonderful needed and if you are a part of the LGBTQIA community, I hope that you will have an incredible, happy, wonderful pride month. I will be celebrating with my brother in New York. I'm so excited for us to go and do that together. It's just amazing to see him so excited about who he is. And I love him so much. It makes me very proud to be a sister. So happy pride. I love you guys. I will see you next week. If you need anything at all, you can always DM me. And I'm sending you a lot of love for the week ahead. Mwah. Love you.